0: What's up everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host Tommy Buns here with Sully and Jones. And we are back with another exciting episode of the pod. We're gonna talk NF, NBA free agency. We're gonna talk to start college basketball. And of course, we're gonna talk about week twelve NFL. Uh right off the bat, big week for um signings all around the league. You got Gordon Hayward leaving uh Boston to go to Charlotte on a four-year, hundred twenty million dollar deal. Uh, Van Fleet decided he's staying for four years in Toronto. Meanwhile, Marcus Gasol said he's out. I'm going to play with Bron Bron and AD out in L.A. Pretty pretty crazy week, y'all. A lot of signings that I didn't see coming, and uh, a lot of a lot of shakeups in the league. And I mean, the Lakers. I don't think there's any question that the Lakers just got better.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's it, a lot of like missing pieces coming together for a lot of teams. You know, there, there obviously wasn't a, this wasn't a premier free agent class at the top. Um, Especially with Anthony Davis, not really, uh, you know, leaving it up to too much of a mystery going into it. Um, There was no real stars, you know, available for just an outright signing. Um, So, you know, but a lot of, you know, those secondary guys, those championship teams are really shuffling around those, those role players. Um, you know, you talk, you, LA started off real, the Clipper, or the Lakers started off real hot, but then you, you have the Clippers coming back getting, uh, Serge Ibaka. So I thought that was a solid move for them. Um, and it's just a lot of, even, even DeMarcus going to Houston. You know, Houston, we, yeah. a week ago, we were talking about Houston completely blowing it up and them being nothing by this time. And we sit here and now they're going into, training camp or probably will with Russell Westbrook, James Harden, DeMarcus Cousins, and, you know, they'll try to put together some role players too. But, you know, Hayward, um, the Nets Nets have backed off trying to get a third star. They're just trying to build those secondary pieces around KD and Kyrie. Um, It's the NBA, especially the NBA free agency is crazy in a normal year, but when you have it condensed like it is now – it's it's even more insane. Uh you know, teams are going to training camp in like a week, a week and a half. And then the season starts in, in literally less than a month, like 30, 30 days to uh-huh. 29 days. Crazy. Um so it's yeah, I think I think it's a very good
2: point on Houston. I cuz it was very very under the radar. I think it happened with yesterday or 2 days ago the DeMarcus Cousins signing. I don't what was it mid-level exception or veteran? like was it
1: Yeah, I mean nothing nothing big.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's a smart, smart for everyone because, and you really haven't heard much James Harden, Russell Westbrook chatter lately. Um, Harden's obviously easier to trade. He's younger, um, you know, similar players in a sense, but he's, he's younger, you know, I think he's a better player overall and his contract isn't as bad as Russ Westbrook's um, for his age and all things considered. But now, why not if you're Houston, go for it. Like, you know, even if there's a 25, 30% chance Cousins is, you know, 80% or 70% of what he was. You have a post presence for the first time. Clint Capella was not a post presence. He was a rebounder and a shot blocker, but now you have a legit post player. She can shoot threes, which Clint Capella did not do. And you have Russ and Harden. So, I mean, you know, they traded Cuppington away. I know they traded some pieces away, but if you're Russ and, and Harden, I mean, Russ, what are your options? The Knicks, the Hornets, um, if you're Harden, the Nets, but that, that those talks have kind of stalled. If you have to do it, why not?
1: Why and not? You have uh, nothing
2: to lose. Everyone's written Houston off. Everyone said these guys want to leave. They conceivably could be a top four team in the West.
1: Yeah, and and even Philly, which was another potential landing spot for Harden, they Morry already came out and said we're not trading Embiid or Simmons. And I, you don't you don't even pick up the phone if you're Houston and a Ben Simmons offer is on the on the other end of it in Philly, yeah. you know. So <coughs> if if they're out then who's really left? I mean there was chatter of the Hawks putting together a deal around John Collins earlier in the week and you know, I think it was yesterday or Sunday. Uh That'd
2: be a good deal for that for for them
1: for sure. Yeah, I mean you, it would be hard to imagine Harden signing long term in Atlanta, but like he's got two more years of control. So you know, maybe you get a guy to fall in love with the city and the team. You know, the the Hawks have enough young talent. In two years, they should be conceivably they should be a contender in the East. You know, a top. you have
2: to think the Hawks have had a great off season. Low key, mm-hmm. they got Gallinari. They've already had Capella. They've already had uh, Young. They already have Collins. Uh, John Collins. They have um, Cam Reddish, who who has a high has a decent ceiling. Hunter. They have um,
1: who Hunter their first round pick last year.
2: Yes. The yes, Virginia they have, Kid. Do they have him?
1: Yeah, the Virginia Kid.
2: Is he is he I thought I thought he was on
1: No, they definitely got him. They have Kevin Herder too, who can shoot the lights out.
2: Kevin Herder, they have Kevin Herder.
1: Um and um, what's his name? They just what the kid they just drafted number 5 from Chino Hills. They've got young talent left and right.
2: They have a lot of young They have a, a lot of uh young
1: talent. And I mean, um, listen, J- Atlanta is a top five strip club city in the country. James Harden's gonna feel right at home once he spends some time
0: there. <laughs> that is very true.
2: You're right. The, yeah, uh, he is. He is on on the Hawks. And then who else did they sign? This um, they signed
1: they Rondo. All, they also yeah, they signed Rondo. They, they also signed, signed Bondanovich. And I don't know if if uh, Sacramento matched or not. But I think they had to do that today. I don't. Yeah, know. he
0: got four years, seventy two million from the Hawks.
2: Wow. So, I said this before. I said they're a playoff team. They're, I think, 100% a playoff team now. Between, you look at that team, you got young. I mean, we just went through it, but, like, Bogdanovich, I didn't know that. That's a huge sign. I mean, you have a bunch of young players now in, ro- in, in roles where they're not going to be overwhelmed. Um, they had a lot of, they had too young a team last year, aside from the timeless wonder, Vince Carter. Um, I mean, I, I mean, and people forget they have Clint Capella. So people kind of forgot about that Rockets, sh- you know that that trade um, with Covington and everything. So I really, I really, uh, I really like where this team is doing. And I'll tell you one thing: I like what a lot of these teams, like the Hawks and even the Hornets, are doing.
1: They have till They're midnight for tonight. They're
2: going for it. Unlike the Knicks. I know the Knicks have made some nice small moves. The but Knicks have had a solid
1: offseason. Off season. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with I it.
2: I want teams, maybe it's not the best thing for the franchise. I want teams going for it. The Hornets going for it. If they trade for Westbrook, you know, they'll have to give up some pieces, obviously. I don't think it'll be too expensive, but you'll have still a few, you know, maybe, maybe you, I don't know who you'd have after that, but a Devontae Graham. Um, you have, obviously, LaMelo isn't going anywhere, and then you piece that with Hayward, it's an interesting team. Um,
1: yeah, but like, obviously- to me, that, that Hornets team reminds me of Indiana like three years ago. It's like you got some nice pieces. You're on the up and up, but like what's Indiana now? Indiana is going to go through a fucking rebuild in the next two I years. I
2: agree. I agree. And I agree. they got but nothing out of it. And as a fan, I prefer teams to go for it. I don't want the
1: tanking. I
2: just – it may not be the best thing, but I'm saying they're at least going for it. Like they at least have a chance to make the playoffs.
1: I think you. I think there's a difference yep. between going for it and going for it intelligently. I don't think the Hornets are going for it intelligently. I don't think anyone could sit here and say this makeup. I'll even give you Russell Westbrook on the Hornets. Let's say they don't even have to give up anything. They trade a one first round pick for him. I don't think anyone can sit here and say that that group of players is going to become a contender in the next two years. Probably so what's, not. But it's, so what, what's the point? They do
2: what the Knicks did and Knicks do and just. Have a, bot, a top five pick every five, every no, year but for 10
1: years no, but I think it's smart not to, like I think you just don't sign Gordon Hayward or you don't like you just wait and and make moves. But
2: now that now there's a buzz. You've said this yourself. They have one, possibly two stars. Lamelo hype wise is a star. Yeah, like like he like of course you have two kind. I mean, granted they're not great stars, but. Hayward shot fifty percent from the floor. I think people wrote him off too soon. I think he's going to have a. I think he's going to have an outstanding year. I think he's going to put over twenty points. I a do game. too.
1: I think it's the back half of that contract that's the problem when he's thirty three, thirty four. I, I, I,
2: I, you know, I I know what you're saying numbers wise, but you have two potential stars, and it can help get a third over. And if you get a third over. Now you're making noise and now you're not a bottom five team in a shit mar You need to sell tickets too. You need to sell tickets. You're in Charlotte, like you need to sell tickets. Like it's it's, it's it's a business. I, I just I know what you're saying, like it's the purgatory of the NBA where the Pistons have been for the last seventeen years. Um so well, say, the like
1: Knicks a- the Knicks have that luxury of they don't need <clears throat> to sell tickets. I mean they need to sell tickets, but like of course the yeah, the product on say, the floor doesn't affect their ticket sales. They're they're selling I, out no I, matter I, what.
2: I agree. I, 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 I yeah, that's that's a benefit for them. It may not be the smartest, but I just like that teams like the Hawks are better positioned. Like the Hawks moves with their young talent. Like these so
1: that's some that's the, I the, agree. The, I if I'm the Hawks, I, I I like the Hawks offseason because they have those young proven pieces in place. The Knicks yeah. aren't there yet. I mean I do I like RJ Barrett and and Obi Toppin and, and Mitchell Robinson? Yes. Can do I think that they're proven that they're going to turn into stars yet? No, I don't think that that's proven. I think they're all three nice pieces, and you have hope that they continue to develop, and you have seen encouraging signs from them, but they are not on the trajectory of, okay, this kid's going to be a real star someday. You know, we need to see improvements this year
0: before we can say I thought
2: Obi Toppin was a fantastic pick, and I think he's what the Knicks need.
0: Yeah, I do too. I, I love, really love the. Pick. I think that'll be great. For I you love guys, the. I pick.
2: think that, like the like he's got like he's got the wow factor. He's got like you know like not just saying because he's a good dunker, but he's explosive. Like he's gonna get people are gonna shot forty
1: percent from three too.
2: I know. No, he's a he's a, all these questions are defensive, and I think Thibodeau. I think I heard topping on uh, Michael K. I Think he did great. Um, he said he like this is his dream team. I think he'll be better than RJ Barrett personally. I think he'll be um a potential star. I think he's um, the favorite for rookie of the year right now. I mean yeah. I'd certainly would love to pick him. I just think he people he's gonna sell like they don't need to sell tickets, but people are gonna come to see Obi Toppin play. Um yeah. and I and I think you know, I don't think it's been getting enough attention, honestly. And Knicks um,
1: fans and, love a hometown kid. They love a hometown kid.
2: Of course. Like, I, I, I'm I'm, so sick of hearing from Knicks fans. Like, the, like the last, I'm in this group chat with Knicks fans. Like, we have talent, and blaming the coach, and blaming this. Fizdale was awful. I think you have a legit coach in Tom Thibodeau. Not a developmental guy. Like, a legit NBA coach. Maybe he's not the best coach, but Thibodeau's a good coach. He took the Minnesota Timberwolves. To the playoffs, and they hadn't seen the playoffs in about 17 years. You have a legit coach that can coach defense, can coach effort. You didn't have a ton of effort in all the games last year. They're saying, they're saying to me, Mitch, um, Mitch Frank, and what's his name, a- and RJ. That's talent. That's bottom three talent in the league. If those are your three best players, I'm sorry, that's bottom three talent, unarguably. I like, agree. Mitch, Mitch Robinson. Uh, well, you understand this? You, you, you get it. Like you can't blame the like when you had um what's his name Hornacek. I don't think he was a bad coach.
1: I always thought Hornacek got a raw deal.
2: Me too. Like, like he's a good coach. Like, you don't have the talent. You give Phil Jackson this team. Phil Jackson had this team. What did he do?
1: Nothing. I mean, he wasn't coaching, but you know, I know.
2: But like, it doesn't matter who you give. It doesn't matter if you give him. Like, doesn't matter if they have Steve Kerr. I really doesn't don't matter. Like this team of the past five years. I don't think it matters. Oh, maybe it's a 27 team to a 34 win team or a 36 win team. You're not contending you're not making the playoffs so <clears throat> now you now you have someone that can coach defense and and now you have a legit now you got two really solid talented players and mitch robinson who i think will be a good i think mitch robinson is going to be a really good role player i don't think more than that
1: Were we think i uh, uh, what do you think De- deandre jordan is a fair ceiling for mitch robinson
2: yeah maybe a little maybe a little better offensively Yeah, but well, the one other thing—the one, sorry, I I forgot, I forgot. Frank Ntilikina, like I get, he's like decent defensively, like he's length, like like I'm. I've been hearing about him, like from Nick fans, like he's this talented. Like Frank Ntilikina's ceiling is Patrick Beverly, and that's if he gets a shot.
1: Yeah, I mean Nick fan Frank is the Alex Caruso of the Knicks. Like fans are in love with him. Fans go them. crazy for him. But, like,
2: yeah. Alex Caruso, you got... They got Alex Caruso in the second round. Like, Frank Dino was a six-pick. Is he a bust? Eighth, probably not. Eighth pick,
1: but yeah. He, he should. Pick,
2: sorry. He's probably not a bust, but, like, dude shooting 36% from his career. Like, you you can't have that. You can't no, have it. No. You, you need to be shooting at least 40% to be in the conversation. Like, like people are saying, like, oh, I think he's a winning player. Like, I, I'm... His plus
1: minuses are encouraging. His plus minuses are encouraging. That's why people say that. But other than that, I mean, you know, his numbers are his numbers are nothing to write home about. Obviously, he's uh, worth he's worth I think one win. Like in the wins thing, not that it's he's worth one win. So yeah, I mean, you know, I I, I just hope he gets his shot this year to actually get some real minutes. He if was he gets a
2: shot and he's still young. I get it. He's twenty two. If he gets a shot, he can be. You know, like a like a like a Pat Beverly. Beverly has a pretty decent shot.
1: That's been one of the biggest problems with Knicks coaches. I mean, it's not Knicks fans understand losing. Obviously, we we've come accustomed to it. But when we don't, when we see like guys that are being taken in the top ten and not getting minutes. I mean, Knox was like going days with. it. DNP CDs, you know, like it, yeah, that was, Fizdale's that was just, Fizdale yeah, well. Fisdale's was... rotations were terrible and it didn't change much under Mike Miller, the interim coach, obviously, because he's coaching for his job. He's coaching for his livelihood. He's trying to get some wins going, but you know, uh, their supporting cast wasn't anything special either. So you, know, you might as well play the young guys. Um, and that's really yeah. all we wanted. And that's all we want this year. Like, and that's what well, you hope. Dibido's famous for playing people, you know, 40 <laughs> minutes a, a night. So, you hope that you see Mitch, RJ, Frank, uh, Knox, Toppin. I mean, that would be that. Ten minutes from them. You yeah. Want big minutes. I want thirty a night for all of them, um, and uh, at least for the and first. I want, I
2: want to see, and I think this Knicks team will finally have some heart. I think they'll have some
1: heart. And that's all we. Have, that's uh, that's all Nick fans ever asked for. At the end of the they day, is, they is hustle, hustle and hard. heart. They no. haven't had much heart. Um. Mm.
2: Some players individually, yes, Mitch Robinson, Frank, they they give good effort, but a lot of these guys, Taj Gibson or and, I mean, Randall, I mean, these guys aren't sprinting back on defense. Um, I don't...
1: No, Randall's you know, got to Rand- get the fuck out of here.
2: Randall's got to get out. Like, he's I,
1: just... I, I think they're waiting they're, for... They're going to do what they did with Marcus okay. Morris because if we can get a first for Marcus Morris, we can get a first for Julius Randall.
2: That, that was good. I, I think I would have liked to see... I know you're not huge on him. I would have liked to see the the Knicks get like a Fred Van Vliet. I would have liked them to
1: get up legit point guard. Um I love Van Vliet. I don't love him at twenty three a year. That's my only thing. I would have I would have signed him at fifteen sixteen. I'm not I'm not giving Fred Van Vliet twenty three a year. I'm just not What did he get? Twenty one? Yeah yeah roughly. Yeah, twenty one and a half. Twenty one. Something I, like that. You know
2: in the current NBA with without like where we're at now, I I am okay with giving him 20 because he competes defensively. But I mean what was it, 17, and and I think it was 16.6 points per game. Wasn't He's not the most efficient shooter. Um, threes, he's good, but shooting from the field, he's not the most efficient, but he can drive, he can kick. Almost seven we also, game. I
1: think. We also don't 6.6. know, like, I know the assist total's there, but, like, he wasn't really playing that much point guard in, in Toronto. You know, I know he was backing up for a while, and I know, like, obviously he's played point guard, and he did it in college, but, like, he's not necessarily... We don't know how he is being the number one point guard um
2: no but i just think he's a winning player i
1: think he's just a winning player that, that's true that's fair but it's also you yeah. can't discount the culture that's built in toronto That Toronto, that's a winning culture right there toronto yeah, it's a winning
2: culture and i expect them to take a step back who would they would they lose other than ibaka they lose Ibaka and gasol yeah maybe that um the tall guy who do they have what's his name was it is
1: it boucher yeah, Boucher. His story is crazy. Have you He's gonna get a chance now, right? Yeah. But he like he dropped out of high school when he was like sixteen or seventeen and then was like literally washing dishes until he was like nineteen or twenty for, you know, like minimum wage, and then got a shot somewhere some college, and then didn't get drafted, and then just signed like a three year thirty eight million dollar, thirty six million dollar deal. Like later a... to Oregon, right? Or is that bowl? that's Bull. Bull Bull played there. I don't know where Boucher played. Um he might have. I'm I'm trying to let me look that up. Um but yeah, I mean they, I saw his story the there there. I was like I couldn't couldn't believe it. Uh yeah, he did play at Oregon. He did play at Oregon. I knew that did sounded familiar. Yeah. Um but he's 27 Boucher, so he was there. He was there probably 3 or oh, 4 I didn't years ago. did know he ago. was 27. Oh no! Yeah, twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen. He was at Oregon. He was at Northwest uh, College and
0: New Mexico Junior College before that. I uh, I I'm pretty happy with what the the Celtics did. Um, I mean, kind of a not not a big move, but going out and getting Tristan Thompson, you got yourself another big guy. I like that yeah. signing a lot. He's coming, off, he's coming off his best year, twelve and ten. I mean, Chief not too, big right? numbers, nine, but yeah, nine million a two year. I mean, or something, right? I, yeah, yeah, I'll take that all day. I think we he's, needed he's that. He's a body.
2: One. He's a rebounder. He's yeah, a,
0: exactly. He's if he can pull down ten points I... a game, I'll be that'll be huge for us. And they uh, they agreed to a one year deal with Jeff Teague too. Yeah, so I mean, great. that's Jeff enough. Teague that's just, another veteran guy on the bench. Decent, yeah, I love. He's the, gonna come, the... he'll play. He'll play 15, 15, 17 minutes a game. We don't need a ton from him, but. He'll be a guy who can give a chance, who will give the other guards a chance to take a break. He can go in there. He can hold his own. It's not some, it's not some young guy that's gonna go in and make a bunch of mistakes. He's a veteran player. I like, I liked both those moves. And now it's like, okay, you look at the Celtics starting five, and now you're gonna have likely with Hayward gone, you're likely gonna have uh, Tatum, Brown, Smart, Kemba, and Tristan. I mean, it kind of sucks that Tatum kind of has to play the four. At that point, because... He's he, going to have to put he, on some
1: muscle. He's a lanky yeah. guy to begin with.
0: He is. I mean, it's going to be... I feel like it's going to be... They're going to play like a 4 and one I feel like it's literally going to be a, a 4 Jaylen and one Can won't play
1: that's
0: the, that's the that's four? Oh, he's no, only Tatum. 6'5". Yeah, Tatum. Oh, I'm six, forgetting
2: eight. you short. I'm forgetting you short. Yeah. I, I,
0: I also love the...
1: I love uh, the Peyton Pritchard draft pick by you guys. I think he's, that's yes, a great he's system smart. for him to get yeah. in. He can just I go out really and like be that. a scorer on that second unit because he can play the one or the two at the next level. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you look at the you look at the second unit too. We have Robert Williams. He develops pretty nicely towards the end of the year. I think hope, I think and hope he'll improve on that this year. Um,
1: and he's an athletic freak
0: coming off the bench. Yeah, you're gonna have you still have Tice. I mean, it's gonna be it's uh, gonna be interesting <clears throat> to see. Celtics they, are top
2: uh, top top two or three team. I have them this year.
0: Yeah, Um, I think so too. I think they have a good chance. I think we'll probably see another Heat Celtics uh, conference final. I mean, I just I don't buy the Bucks in the playoffs. Still, I don't. I don't either. I don't. I don't. don't,
2: How about this rule of thumb? I don't buy any um, Budenholzer team in the playoffs. Regular season, take the over. Um, In the playoffs, um, I don't even think he's a bad coach. Like he's definitely not a bad coach, but he can never he he just he doesn't make enough adjustments it seems like in in series um no. i think i think he's a good coach he's a fair coach like he's taken teams that haven't been that talented like the hawks from a few years ago to one seeds and then they get stomped by a better um they get stomped out by a better team but um yeah i think the heat are maybe just a little bit behind the Celtics probably in regards to the Avery
0: to- Bradley signing was good
2: Avery Bradley was really was a that really smart really signing good. uh we lost Jay Crowder which is, is is tough, but we we replace him with a combination of Bradley and a very underrated radar Mo Harkless. Um, he gives us that lanky wing defender that we're missing in Jay Crowder. Probably a little bit better defender, um, similar but a little better. Not as good as three point shooter, but you take that money you would have spent on Jay and you put it with him and Bradley. Bradley's a better defender than one of the best perimeter defenders. Very good three-point shooter. Developed his shot. Smart player. Heat culture. Resigned Myers-Lender. We gave him ten million a year. Probably a little too much. He's our cheerleader. He's our Jason Garrett. He just claps on the sideline in the playoffs. You watch a Heat game in the, in the playoffs, dude's just clapping. He's he's amped up. He actually had a solid role for us in the first half of the year before his injury. But uh, Myers-Lender can shoot the three. He can stretch the floor. Um, I did like we resigned him. We have we love our big. Um, big white boys that can shoot threes and stretch out where, whether it's a Kelly O, whether it's a Myers,
1: yeah. we just, we just
2: love having tons of them. Um, and then we drafted yeah. and then we drafted precious um, who's a, you know, athletic four or five really another takes, you know, you know, another athletic player to play alongside Bam in the front court. I really like what the heat and Celtics did. Um, you know, I, I, who knows in the playoffs, but I think, you know, I think it'll probably be like Bucks one, Celtics two, Heat three, um, Nets four. Maybe maybe Nets ahead of the Heat even. Um, yeah, it's
0: going to be interesting to see how the KD Kyrie thing works out. If they can get clicking together and make it work, they'll it, they'll have a chance.
2: Yeah, they might be the two seed honestly ahead of. They they could be the two seed honestly. They still have,
0: they they re signed Joe Harris.
2: If they don't, the thing is, yeah, like, if, if they traded for Harden, they would be worse. They would definitely be worse because they'd lose Allen, they'd lose Dinwiddie, they'd lose all those guys, so...
0: Mm-hmm. It yeah. wouldn't work. Yeah.
2: It wouldn't work. They'd be putting up 140 a game and giving up 138 a game, like...
1: All right, yeah. I think the Nets are looking at probably a 4 seed, maybe a 5. Oh, really? it, 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 I just... I don't think we can expect Durant to be Durant this year. I, I just don't... I, I mean, 75% of Durant is still a top 15 player in the league, but... I mean that's that's a big that's a big drop off from that saw potentially place, that the he best player. Better
2: than ever, if if that's true, maybe they're embellishing. I don't know. Um,
1: if you know, that's true, they're going to be dangerous. As long as you know Dinwiddie, LeVert. Where
2: do you see him? Where do you see him playing? Like, it's like, do you think he's still a top five player?
1: Um, no. Well, I I think there's a I think there's a drop back. I think he's in that probably five to 10 range. I mean, yeah, I,
2: that's where we disagree. I, I think he's a to, stall top three to four player. So I, I probably put them as a two seed. Um, I, I, I just don't,
1: I don't think, think they're going to have, I, I don't, I'm not saying they can't go far in the playoffs and they can't make it to the conference finals or even the NBA finals. We'll see how it plays out, but I just don't let, I think booting holes are in the bucks are too good in the regular season. And I think the Celtics are going to be more polished and put together of a team. Uh, you know, just from a chemistry standpoint um I don't and even Miami from a chemistry standpoint and and what they did last year, if they can bring back some of that same magic, I just don't see the Nets putting more in the win column in the regular season than those three teams when it gets to the playoffs is a different story because they have enough as much championship experience as any team in the league so yeah, they do you know it it it's it is what it is and the playoffs is a different animal but we'll see how they are defensively and we'll see how they gel as a team you know they mm-hmm. we don't know LaVert was great he's not going to be putting up those numbers that he put up in the bubble with when he's the fourth option or the third option and same with Dinwiddie you know there's just these <laughs> these guys are going to be have to adapt to new roles that doesn't involve them touching the ball on offense sometimes
2: yeah and um, Durant's done that Duran has done that. Kyrie has been unable to do that really.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Other than with LeBron, um, when, you know, he'd give him the keys a few drives in a row and he would just be Kyrie. But, um, I, I think if, you know, we're critical of LeBron at times, Davis is critical of LeBron at times. One of, I think LeBron's best achievements, um, is, is, is how he handled Kyrie and how, the best version of Kyrie we've ever seen is with LeBron. Like, he really handled the personality of Kyrie well and Kyrie on the court well.
1: Yeah, and I think that was one of those things that we really didn't appreciate until, like, now, until after they were separated because I think LeBron did such a good job of kind of... lacking, it. Yeah, lack of a better term, keeping it under wraps, you know, and keeping it in, him under control. Um, and, you know clearly that's not a thing that Kyrie is a fan of, you know, Mr. I'm woke. Um, so, you know, we'll see how that, you know, there's already reports of Durant and Kyrie disagreeing over the Harden stuff. And it's like, we don't,
2: that's where I agree. I don't think the Durant Kyrie thing works chemistry wise, both on and off the court, like a LeBron Kyrie.
1: Yeah. And to me, it's just the whole way of them getting together. To me, it just see like Durant's whole thing. When he went to golden state was like, I'm my own dude, like, I'm making, I'm calling the shots, like, fuck what everyone else thinks, fuck what anyone else in the NBA thinks, like, I'm doing this for myself, I want to go win, I want to go be a part of a winning culture, and then it kind of seemed like he just followed Kyrie to Brooklyn, you know, it took, like, a couple of texts, and Kyrie's just, you know, even Durant admitted when they, that, that, all Star Game All-star. conversation. Yep. That was that was the nail in the coffin of we them. We saw it. We saw yeah. it
2: live. We were like, what are they talking about? And we're like, Well, they're probably talking about joining up, and we're like, nah, that's too easy. they like, that yeah. they wouldn't do that. And, and it's like, that, yeah, that's, that's what they were.
1: Exactly. Everything we speculated about that conversation was exactly what they were talking about. And it just seemed like Durant's whole mantra that brought him to Golden State, personality wise, kind of went out the window to bring him to Brooklyn. You know,
2: what's with these N- N- NBA players? It-, it happens in the NFL. But pr- what about happens with these NBA players with having such awareness when it comes to like these mm-hmm. conversations on the court when 10 million people are watching the game? Like whether it's Oladipo, like in front of his teammates, like saying, yo, I want to play for you guys. Like, can I play for you? Like, are you socially not like do you, like what do you not understand? Like Kyrie and Durant, like clearly maybe you want some of the attention, but I don't understand the lack of awareness. And then it's like, oh, no, we were just like, you know, like, we're like, we weren't talking about that. Like, like, when it happens, it's like, why would you guys think like, what are you doing? Like, like, you guys have each other's numbers. Like, you can text someone, you can DM them. You have so many ways. This isn't the 1930s. Like, you you almost like someone 17 different ways.
1: I almost think maybe it's on one hand, you, you could think, you know, these guys have, they're so like, desensitized to being around that all the time that it's just like they can forget that you know they, they're being watched at all times you know especially in a public place but then you go by the same token the other side of that coin is yeah you you're around it all the time that should be like ingrained in your head it should be part yeah. of your life you know it should that's, be that's in your mind is. at all times so you kind of battle back and forth between those two two sides of that coin but it's it is shocking you know especially when after the fact Durant's like yep that was it like we just we you thought we were talking about that, and that's what we were talking about, and that's when it yeah. was decided.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs>
1: it's what uh... One one last note on this. It's interesting that so many of these relationships that happened last year and this year, these team-ups, were uh, drawn back to the 2016 Olympics, including Durant and Kyrie. They've both said that that was when the relationship and the real talk of them teaming up started. Now you have the biggest free agency class ever coming up next summer but the Olympics were supposed to be this summer and it could have been another opportunity for that this year but now yeah. they're going to be playing going oh. into that free agency. It's the, true because the, you really like the Olympics are going to happen right before free agency.
2: It's so it's so interesting too because obviously these guys are talking and they they talk to most of these guys talk to most each other other each, each other in some sort of context. But really, you can, like, learn their practice styles, their habits. Like, if you want them as a teammate, like, do they brush you the right way? Do your playing styles match up? Like, you can really get to know the players, like, their work habits and all that stuff. Like, like, do does it fit? Like, like, I feel like Giannis, like, if Giannis was with that, uh, Jimmy Butler, like, that'd be like, yeah. Like, you guys, but you get it. Like, you come to Miami. Like, you work out for 14 hours a day. Like, I'm up at 4 a.m. Like, you're one of us. Like, like Milwaukee, like that's cute, but like Miami, that's our culture. We've done this for two decades. Like, like yeah. that would I think would be a huge part of Giannis coming to Miami, potentially.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you you have to assume that, and it, it's you really at the Olympics you feel like you really get a chance to learn about someone because there's no real worry of are we going to win game. win this game? Yeah. yeah, it's just oh we're going to beat this team by seventy six fucking Panama, <laughs> you know, and, and you don't have to worry about it until the the, the gold medal game, you know, and yeah. even that most years is, is a cakewalk, you know, unless you run into Spain or one of these other countries that really bundles up together two or three really good pros at once or Argentina, you know, when they had, you know, Delfino, Scola and, <clears throat> and Manu the year in 04 when they beat us. Uh, mm-hmm. but, that doesn't, that's not the case every Olympics, you know, it's really, uh, these teams are lucky if they get one NBA player, two NBA players, and if they're good, you know, I mean, Frank Ntilikina was on the French team. Let's, you know, let, let's sit back and take a look at that, <laughs> you know, but Canada now, Canada's a, a team that could really make a run for the, our money if if they start playing their guys. They got a lot of young guys that are, You know, you got Wiggins, you got Shea, uh, R.J. Barrett. Canada's got a whole handful of talent. Jamal Murray. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's 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 no joke. I mean, that's now you're talking multiple NBA All Stars, not just solid NBA guys. You know, you're talking multiple All Stars. You know, so if it's not this Olympics in in 2024, Canada because they're going to have all those guys in the prime of their career. They're all going to be 25 to 28 uh ready to go, you know. But mm-hmm. we're still the US and it's you know, it's going to be I I think 2004 was such a wake-up call for the United States in basketball that they'll never let it happen again. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Um well, let's move on. Let's uh let's talk some NFL. There's uh there's another uh big week coming up. Last week was kind of a weird one betting-wise. Uh, a lot yeah. of things didn't play out like we thought it would. Um, had some dogs cover. Obviously, the Titans ended up beating the Ravens. You had the Rams last night uh, cover and beat the Bucks uh, by three. It's just weird, kind of a weird week. Uh, a lot of unders hit on Sunday, which we never like to see. Um, but no better week to bounce back than this one. We have Thanksgiving. Uh, this, this week is like a gambler's paradise. It's one of the better weeks um, of the year. We have college basketball starting tomorrow. Got a ton of games on from um, 11 in the morning to 11 at night. We've got on Thursday, we've got a ton of um, basketball as well. And uh, obviously three big NFL games Friday, a bunch of college football. Saturday, a bunch of college football. Sunday, full NFL slate. It's going to be great. It's a great week. But um, let's uh, take an updated look at our standings. Coming from third to first with us by a slim margin, Sully now has the lead in the overall standings at 26 and 29. Uh, I'm close behind in second at 25, 29, and 1. And Jones is in last, unfortunately, now from first to worst, 23, 31, and 1. Ooh. <coughs> Excuse me, no. me and...
1: Knew the gambling uh, maybe, gods were going to get me eventually.
0: Yeah, it's kind of funny because I took, like, the opposite of all my picks, basically, on Sunday. That's the only thing I hate about doing this on Tuesday night is by Sunday. Yeah, I, yeah. Op- uh, I often fade my own picks. But um, in real life, I went 6-2. Um, and two, Or no, 6-1 because the Colts came back and covered. After it looked like it was over, the Colts came back. Well, you only and they- lost bucks. No, I count that as this week. But I guess you can oh. count that last week. So in that case, I did go six and two if you count that. I lost on the Bucks and I lost on Miami.
2: Yeah, Miami hurt. Miami Hit Titans, was such a trap. Holds. I like I like the lines this uh, the lines this week though. I'll I'll uh, I'll kick it off. Yeah. Uh, now that I'm in first, um, hopefully I'm here for a week or two. I'll take <laughs> Redskins plus three to kick it off. Um, they kicked the share to the Cowboys first time. The D-line versus O-line is a huge mismatch. Uh, people are going to get a little high on the Cowboys. You know They got Dalton, which helps, but I think Redskins went out right, plus three. Uh, Vegas minus three might be a trap. Um, totally could be, but I think the Vegas is the real deal. I think Carr is going to shred up the Falcons. Falcons might not have Julio. If he does play, he'll probably play for five snaps and— leave the game like he does every day. Uh, When he does that, Matt Ryan is significantly worse. The whole offense takes a huge back, uh, back backseat. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm banking on there and the Raiders are better, but those are two. I like Um, third one. I like chargers plus five and a half might take the money line. Um, You know, these are, it's going to be a high, high scoring affair. I'm also taking the over at 53 and a half. I think that's very low. Um, Don't know why that's so low. Two really good offensive teams. Two top five fantasy quarterbacks. Points are going to be scored. Get them in your lineups. Um, take overs in the props. Whether it's a Keenan Allen, whether it's Herbert. Not getting much defense. Both defenses are very disappointing this year in the Chargers and Bills. Could have been top ten for sure. I thought Bills would have a top three defense. They don't. Um, so those, I like the over and that. So that's four, and I have one more pick to go. Um, my last pick, um, I like a couple of these. I like a, I like a few of them. So I'll go, I'll go Giants minus six. The Giants cover a lot. Um, the Giants cover a lot. They have a really underrated defense. Minus six is a big number for a team that doesn't score much, but Finley, uh, will presumably be the starting quarterback for the Bengals or the Bungles, whatever you want to say, um, they're the Bengals were a bad team with Joe Burrow. Um, the the line is terrible. Giants front seven should have a field day with them. Um, it starts at the line. Um, you know, I, I really might take the un, the team under for the the Bengals in that game as well. Um, I think the Giants will win by seven to ten. Those are my picks. That's it. I feel good.
0: I like it. We do have one in common, which I don't think you'll be surprised about, but Jones, you go. All right. Uh,
1: I like. I. i I'm taking what could be some trap games this week, but I, I love the, I, I'm not touching any underdogs this week. I'm going for, Me neither. I'm, I'm going for, four, four <laughs> wow. fucking, four fucking favorites. Um, Steelers minus five, Baltimore, oh. Baltimore going to be without, uh, Two running backs. I don't think this Baltimore team has the the heart they did last year, uh, both offensively and defensively. I think the Steelers own them both on the field and in their heads. I'll take the Steelers minus five on the road on Thanksgiving. Give me Ben on the big stage. Uh, next, I got the Cleveland Browns over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars, you thought they would make some noise maybe – Maybe get it, so show some fight with a new quarterback, you know. But it it just they can't do anything on offense. Um, I, I think if the Browns score seventeen points, this game they cover this this game. I don't think Jackson will do anything on offense. Um, I don't know if Miles is gonna play. I think he he might not play.
2: He's not playing.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, well, Vernon picked up the slack last week. What do you have? Two, two, two and a half sacks, three sacks, something like yep, that. Yeah,
2: he had a really good game.
1: Um, so uh, if I'm getting less than a touchdown there, yeah, sure. I mean, if the ja- I like that. if the Browns won by three touchdowns, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, next is uh, Seattle minus six. I'm gonna fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna continue to ride that wave. Uh, Philadelphia looks as bad as any team in the league right now. Carson Wentz is, I mean, we're not even sure if he should be an NFL quarterback at this point. He might need to take a seat on the bench. So again, if I'm giving under a touchdown, I'll take that minus six. And then uh, Texans minus three <coughs> also on Thanksgiving. Um, I the, the Lions just have so many injury questions right now. They they're gonna, they could be without their top three receivers. They could be without their top running back Swift. I don't I haven't heard what his status is, but he had a very obscure head injury um, that they didn't necessarily call a concussion, but he didn't play, and I haven't heard any update on him. So that's not encouraging. Uh, and you know they were played without uh, Galladay and Amendola last week. If we see any of that, and Stafford is questionable too. We don't even know if Stafford's going to play. If Stafford doesn't play, I mean, this could this could turn into a blowout quick. Um, so I'm willing to take that risk at just a field goal that Stafford plays. I like it even if he does play just because of what all they have out and the Texans need a win. De- uh, Deshaun Watson on the big stage on Thanksgiving. Lights of the brightest. He's a guy that, that performs well. I'll take it. Uh, my Texans minus three. And lastly, I'm going in a shootout. Kansas City Bucks over 56. I think the Bucks Ooh. Bucks got a lot to prove, but if anyone can, and, and they, I, in, as a result of that, I think their offense is going to come out firing. Um, but if any team can keep with any team on offense, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, I would love to see a nice, you know, 41-34 game over there, or something like that.
0: Nice. I like it. I like it. I have a couple of uh, similar picks to you and one to Sully. Uh, so I'll start with those. Uh, I also have Steelers minus five. Ravens are a joke. I mean, they lost to the fucking Patriots. I know it was in a monsoon, but they still lost to the Patriots. They lost to the Titans this week. Um, I just, the, the Ravens are not for real. Um, The Steelers, on the other hand, look phenomenal. I mean, they went out and had an amazing game on Sunday. Uh, I believe, what was it, 27-3 to 3 was the final against uh, against the Jags. I mean, that's just a shit stomping. Even against a bad team, 24 points is crazy. Um, I also have the Seahawks minus six uh, for everything you said. Um, the Eagles are so bad. Carson Wentz is so bad. Uh, I just don't see them doing anything against the Seahawks. The Seahawks uh, seem to be back on track after that big win and cover against the um, Cardinals. Long
1: week, too. Uh, you give give Pete Carroll 10 days to prepare.
0: Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> mean, it's just it's everything's everything's looking like it's coming up Seahawks. Um, and then I also have the Bills Chargers over 53.5. I think that's going to be a huge high-scoring game. I see that being like 37-30, somewhere around there. I think that's going to be really fun to watch. Uh, can't wait for that one. Um, and then my other two spreads are uh, Cardinals minus two and a half against the Patriots. Uh, the line looks too small. It's like suspiciously small makes you think, Oh, maybe is it a trap? Maybe do I take the Patriots? It's not a trap. The Patriots are so bad. There is no Kyler. That's way. the, that's
2: the, the why Kyler.
0: it is. But even without Kyler, I, that offense just has way too many weapons. I think you could plug just about anyone in there and it would they would get the job done against Was the their Patriots. backup I don't even know. Don't care. Cardinals minus two and a half. <laughs> don't even care. Um, and then I'm taking in a big bounce back game. Um taking Dolphins minus seven against the Jets. Um Jets have looked a little bit better with Flacco in there. Uh they've covered two weeks in a row now. But I don't think that the uh, they will cover against the Dolphins. I think we're going to have a big bounce-back week for them. They played like shit on Sunday, my only loss of the week um, in real life. So uh, I think they're looking for some redemption. I think they'll win by at least two touchdowns, taking Dolphins minus seven.
2: All right. Uh, the backup quarterback is Chris Strievler. So if that does happen, I will, I'll be on the Pats. I was on the Pats this week. I mean, I was against the Pats this week, but I'm, um, I'll, I'll uh, just saying. Chris Strievler. I don't, I don't know, I don't know much about him. And I, I'm gonna go on record. I actually think the Steelers game. I, I actually like the Ravens. Um, yeah, you guys are right. It, 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 like the Ravens aren't the real deal. But in that rivalry, you got to put things out the door. The two running backs not playing. Running backs very replaceable. I'd be wary of the Steelers. I would. I, I, I think the Ravens are going to. I think the Ravens could win that. The Steelers need to lose at least one or two games. This is one of the games they could lose. Steelers aren't a 16-0 team, in my opinion.
0: But if they get through this week, I mean, it's looking like they might be. This I is... just don't. I don't see it.
2: I might take them plus 500 to win the Super Bowl.
0: I don't hate that. I I like that a lot. I think we're looking at a Chiefs Steelers AFC. What do they got? They got Washington.
2: That's a win. Bills on the road. That tough one.
0: Sunday night too.
2: That could be a loss. Bengals. That's a win. Colts at home. They'll beat the Colts. And then Browns on the road. Browns on the road. They could lose if they're benching their players. If they're not, they'll win. Colts. I guess you could say they could lose too. Um, But I don't know. I don't know, man. I.
0: Yeah, I think the Steelers are a different animal than the Packers. <laughs> um, yeah, little, little, little. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell a quick story, real quick, get everyone's uh, morale up. If you had a bad gambling week, if you're down early in the week, it's never over till it's over. I was down to my last few bets on Sunday. I was down. I went one in eight on Saturday on college football. Got absolutely eviscerated. Had nothing left, had the littlest, littlest bit of hope, but we came back and we finished plus money after an amazing six and one Sunday. That's it's amazing. just it's never over till it's over, folks. I can't tell it. you I can't tell you the joy I felt on Sunday night to when it. the Raiders the covered that spread. And it just it just brought me such joy. So it's never over till it's over. But unfortunately this episode is over. In the meantime, <laughs> go, go follow us on the socials at Bleacher Fan, at Bleacher Banter. Go check out the store at BleacherFan.com. Uh, rate and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, everybody have a good, happy, healthy Thanksgiving. Stay safe, stay smart, and we will be back next week.